0: Welcome to Culture Matters, a podcast exploring the intersection of faith and culture. Hey y'all, I'm Elizabeth Woodson. And if you have been following us this season, we're talking about what it looks like to apply God's wisdom, a seen in his word, to different difficult topics we face as Christians in an increasingly secular culture. So today we're going to talk about wisdom for singleness. And I'm excited because I got some friends who are joining me today who are also single, y'all. And they got lots of wisdom, maybe some hot takes, but lots of wisdom. We're going to introduce ourselves. Y'all know me, obviously, Elizabeth, but Chelsea, can you tell us who you are? I Spoiler alert, I gave your name. You sure uh, did. I did. Uh, but also the food that you love that
1: everybody hates. Ooh, okay. Um, well, my name is Chelsea. Um, I produce this podcast, and sometimes I've been on, but it's been a minute. Um, food, you know, everybody has hot takes about cilantro, and I love cilantro, but parsley tastes like soap to me (laughs) I don't know I don't know what to tell you I've never heard that as being a thing people talk about cilantro that way but that is how I feel about parsley okay okay parsley get it off my plate no parsley for you nope
2: um, I am Jenna. I um, work here at Citizens Church. And for me, that food, which I, I'm a vegetarian, so I no longer eat this food, but my uh, food is Vienna sausages. Um, I, I mm. really know that that's a bad one. <laughs> it's, I, I knowingly admit it. Um, I'm fully aware. And maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm a vegetarian.
0: But <laughs> Are they the ones that come in the can? Yeah, yeah. a can oh, okay. of water. And there's like liquid. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, it's, it's like a I, I can't sell you on past. them. I
2: can't sell you yeah. on them. But, but you love them. I love them.
0: <laughs> and you would eat them if you ate yes. pre-vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Music. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Okay. 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 Well, hey, I'm Braden. I serve on the operations team at Citizens Church. And my unpopular food opinion, hot take, is I love candy corn. Uh, whenever it gets <laughs> to be the fall, it's like candy corn, I'm it's like, yes, the holiday <laughs> season is upon us. It's and I, I get it. It's not a good candy, but I love it.
0: You're like,
1: I know, I know what's in it. I don't care. No. Do, do you guess. like the little pumpkins or do you like the normal? Ooh. I actually like the
3: little pumpkins. No. Better. Oh, okay, I know you lost I me there. Pumpkins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you
1: lost me. A, a candy corn
3: pumpkin. And listen, I know it's just red forty and high fructose corn syrup, but man, okay. I love care it.
1: for
0: it. It brings you joy. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, wow.
0: Well. Okay, mine. I people give me um, a lot of opinions about raisins.
3: Mm.
1: Like I love
0: oatmeal raisin cookies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not oatmeal mm-hmm. and chocolate chip. Uh, That's not oh. a thing. Oatmeal raisins disagree. so you're you're doing it now. Yeah. yeah. I love both. Okay? Okay. But oatmeal.
3: if I had to pick, oatmeal raisins are Thank always going to be the one I pick. Mm-hmm. Chocolate. I,
2: I feel like with the Vienna sausages, I already proved my taste buds <laughs> are <laughs> inadequate, but I'm with you. I like oatmeal
0: raisin cookies. Wow. Okay. Okay. okay.
2: Thanks for sharing y'all. Appreciate fun.
0: the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um okay, back to today's topic. As I think about the ways I hear about singleness talked about in culture, there are some patterns that emerge. And so I'm going to share just some lies I think we hear from secular culture of the world and also lies or unhelpful information that we hear from the church. And so the culture is going to tell us if you're single, there's something wrong with you. Um, That commitment to one person is a trap. So we also see this idea of monogamy being like that's antiquated. We don't need to do that anymore or that you're missing something. That your life cannot be fulfilled if you don't have that special person. But what does the church tell us? The church tells us you need to marry young, that marriage is the only way to sanctification. If God doesn't give you a spouse, then he is not blessing you. Like He mm-hmm. doesn't favor you. And then my favorite, uh, that if you're single, you should be the designated babysitter because you obviously have more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we have all the time in the world so much, so much. But we're here today because not only are we folks who have experienced in a single season, we have worked through these issues and worked through some of these things that we've heard and come to another side of health. And so I want us to have a conversation about a few of these and just talk about why they are untrue or unhelpful and what God's word actually points us to. Mm. So we're going to start with this one. Number one, something is wrong with you if you are single. Have you all ever heard that?
2: Believed it? Maybe not directly heard mm-hmm. those words, because I think people have at least some tact, um, but they imply it in a lot of in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just even think that that feels implied when I'm being asked, or reinforced when I'm being asked. Like one of the first topics, or if I'm hanging out with someone, and I, it's just always comes up, like, "Oh, are you dating anyone? Mm-hmm. Is there any?" Is there anyone on the horizon? Oh no! Mm-hmm. Oh, like okay. Like I'm like okay. Like you think there should be though? Okay. Like what? I have other. I have other aspects of who mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. and and then I I constantly will go back to like almost defensive of like okay, but but Jesus was single <laughs> and the apostles <laughs> like most of them. I'm like that, which is true. Like there's so much truth in that, and so much that I can rest in in that. But it is funny how how quickly that can be unintentionally reinforced mm-hmm. of yeah. there's there's something wrong with you or that's where my brain will go when when someone mm-hmm. else says something along those lines of assuming there should be like that is the right place to be is yeah. is dating someone or seeking out a relationship
1: yeah i seem to i i've in my experience i've seen that too it's like um it tends to be the like hi what's your name you know oh are you married Do you have kids like those mm. are like the next questions it's almost like people just go there immediately and and I know it's not like bad intentions but it is one of those things that feels like um oh like that's the next thing you think about when you see a person and I just uh yeah i yeah. rub against it a little
3: and in those situations it is so much about how a person responds because like you can be asked that question for sure and mm-hmm. you say no and and then they just move on to the next thing or they like dwell on it for a little mm-hmm. while and it's like yeah. mm, i don't know that's if when i know you, feel you well it. enough to like yeah. talk about all of my <laughs> life choices on our first conversation yeah. <laughs> and so it, like, it just depends on mm-hmm. how people interact and respond that's those true things. that's
1: true if i respond and i'm like no just me you know and they move on and i'm like okay we're cool but yeah i've i've been in conversations it it also feels generational do you yeah, all see yeah. that it's like my parents age grandparents mm-hmm. age it's like they just that's the default
2: or even like the the like what you're seeing, Brayden of like how they respond if they're like, oh, but you're so and then like mm-hmm. list all of your good qualities. I'm like, oh I know, like no, yeah. I'm 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 good with it. Like, but that is like what the the assumption is of like let me encourage, like tell you why, that that's crazy, that you're single. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's super helpful. Thanks for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it falls outside people's kind of framework for what normal is. Mm-hmm. And I do think Partly the generational,
2: mm-hmm. um, but
0: partly it's just because it's what we're fed all the time that 50 to 100 years ago, everybody was married. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so today, you know, 50 percent of the po- general population is single. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times the church is just yet to catch up mm-hmm. with that. Um, I also have seen it when uh, people talk about you're not married because you don't have enough faith. Mm. Mm. Like you haven't prayed hard enough. Um, or my favorite verse that gets misused, uh, Psalm 37, four through five, you know, that the Lord will give you desires of your heart if you just honor Mm. him. And if you have a desire Mm. to get married, then, you know, you obviously are not honoring him because this obviously is, um, a formula for how God works in our lives. And so, you know, sometimes it can be just frustrating, but also just really weighty that, oh, has God not responded to me because I'm not ready? I'm not Mm -hmm. doing something. I'm not this person. Um, And I always say like messed up people get married every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like being like 100% spiritually mature is not uh, the access into a married relationship, but that's how we present it Mm -hmm. because just like, it's not normal. So what is sinful? What is immature? What is you're just not stewarding your money well? Mm -hmm. Like all these, I've heard crazy (laughs) stuff. Um, I've just... uh, that something is wrong with you because if this wasn't this then you would be married. Yep. Right. And that's just that's so
3: confusing because again when you look at the scriptures you see Anna the prophet in mm-hmm. yep. Luke you see so many other examples of spiritually mature people who are single who are doing other things but they're not married and so and God honors that. And so it's like okay, would love for people to 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 think about it just outside of our cultural context a little bit
0: and yep. say like hey, this is okay, but Then what are you doing with your singleness? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like, how have you guys been able to not uh, allow that to change how who you think you are in terms of value, but Mm -hmm. also your relationship with God? How have you worked out those conversations, those awkward ones or sometimes hurtful. People say Mm -hmm. hurtful things to us and come out on the right side of that.
1: I, um, to be open a little bit, like that was definitely, uh, more of a struggle for me in my early twenties, just college age, which is when a lot of my like friends were getting married. And it's, it's just such an easy trap, I think, to feel like, was something going on. Like, why is this not happening for me? And there's just, there's so much there that I can't even nuance there. But honestly, for me, it was time. It was like getting older. Um, I'm 36 now. And just like watching friends get married, but also struggle in marriage and seeing like, oh, marriage is not this thing that just fixed everything for them. And then also just time with the Lord. And like, yes, I mean, going on like 15 years since I was in college where I've just like, okay, God, like, where do you want me? Where do you need me? What is my purpose? All of those kinds of questions. And so those are the things that like got me out of that
3: mindset the most. I have people in my life who I talk to yep. about these interactions and, and those people always point me back to Jesus in mm-hmm. these things. And so when I get caught in my own head about like, oh, is there something wrong with me? The answer is no, this is just not what God has for me. And that's good. Um, and so that that's one part of it. And then the other part is is like what you're saying, just getting older, getting more mm-hmm. comfortable in the way that God has laid out your life and trusting him in that mm-hmm. is is huge. And so again, which then circles back to having people. And so it's kind of this like cycle.
2: I think I've definitely both of like what you're saying has been a part of my experience and with the the time aspect, being able to, Look back and see who is Jenna at 22 years old Mm -hmm. and should she have been married? Um, God is sovereign? No. And as I look back, I'm like, yeah, that lines up. That makes (laughs) sense. Um, God is good. He wasn't withholding something there. And I can look back and see what he was doing in my life and in the past years of singleness and see his goodness and, and all that he has done in me and through me in those years and look forward knowing if that is what is ahead as well. He's just as trustworthy with my future in singleness as he has been with my past. Yeah,
0: You know, it's you, you all have pointed towards uh, just being able to, as we grow older, seeing the value of what God is able to do with the season. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's just an aspect of spiritual maturity Mm -hmm. of just, Lord, I'm willing to receive what you are giving me in this season and fight to find joy in it because it's from you. And again, that that's a process and that happens over time. Uh, But another kind of, it might not be a lie, but sometimes I have found it to be an unhelpful truth, is this idea that singleness is a gift. It comes from Paul's teaching in 2 Corinthians But the way I have seen it set up is singleness is like a gift that a select group of people get Mm -hmm. and then everybody else gets to lead the normal life. Like Mm -hmm. you have been enlisted into Mm -hmm. God's single Mm -hmm. army (laughs) and everybody else gets to lead the wonderful, glorious life. But are there t-shirts? Because I might wear one. (laughs) Sorry. We can have have that. Culture Matter swag.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing that um, I thought of With that, it's like that I have some special skill set that, you know, people who are married don't need. But it's like, honestly, we need the same things. Like, Mm -hmm. we just want to feel belonging and we want to feel loved and we want to be a part of something. But at the same time, the virtues that you need in marriage, you need them as a single person. So I need patience and kindness and I have to learn those things um, with the people I'm around. And maybe that's not a spouse, but it's like, it's just not that different. And then also the aspect of, like, oh, if you have the ability to stay celibate, mm. that that means you're, like, good at singleness. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, everyone who's a Christian is called to, like, purity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like that conversation could have been better. I definitely grew up in purity culture, so mm. it was like, don't do it till you're married. And it's just unhelpful. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still unpacking that.
2: Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think there's, it's an interesting, um, aspect of like singleness is a gift and it's like, okay, you can say that as a platitude or, but there's so much truth in it, right? Yes. Like it is, there isn't a degree of, yeah, I have, I, I have a special ability of time. I have a special allotment of time and sometime that's like almost not belittled, but kind of said like, oh, like, well, you have so much freedom and so much time. And Mm. um, it's so much easier for you to like live life because you have these things. And I'm like, well, if I'm stewarding the gift of singleness well, then no, I don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I'm using my time to glorify myself, then sure, life might be quote unquote easier or more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, But it but it's not if I'm stewarding it well, if I'm pouring myself out into people, into women younger than me, mm-hmm. if I'm trying to glorify God above myself, then it's not easier. It's as much so in any other stage of life and in, in a relationship, a marriage, um, it's it's not easier in, in that sense. Um, it's hard. It's really hard to steward time well, whether you're married or whether you're single, And, yeah, I've just found that of, like, singleness is such a gift. It gives me a special allotment of time to be before my father's feet, Mm. to spend an intimate amount of time that I don't want to take for granted. Um, I want to be able to say, like, that would look different if I was married and had kids. Um, And so I I don't want to take it for granted. And I, I want to appreciate it and use it well, steward that time well and then take that somewhere else Mm -hmm. to, to disciple others, to pour into others, to share Christ with others. Um, and so my distractions might look different. Um, but yeah, like having it, it is easy in singleness to be tempted to use singleness for myself, um, Mm -hmm. to be tempted to use it for my own glory or comfort. But it, if I'm stewarding that well, then it's hard. Yeah. That's
3: that's that's amazing. And, and even kind of going off of what you just said is like, I think those temptations mm-hmm. of using marriage yeah. to glorify mm-hmm. yourself and using marriage for those things is just as yeah. easily done. And so being single doesn't uniquely make mm-hmm. these problems. And and like marriage has problems. Singleness has problems. Yeah, and like it. we have to take those to Jesus regardless of what our quote status is. And so it's like, yes, like that, that's what I like. Kind of struggled with this one of like mm-hmm. it's I, I do so much see singleness as a gift mm-hmm. that it's like i know how people use it incorrectly yeah. mm-hmm. and singleness is a gift and so it's like i see singleness as a gift i see marriage as a gift and yes they both have problems mm-hmm. and they're both gifts Absolutely. they're not exclusive
0: yeah no I, I like what you said at the end brayden singleness is a gift and marriage is a gift yeah. mm-hmm. and they're to be stewarded for the glory of God. Mm. Yes. And so it's not that I get something better or I have extra. That's just for, you know, my life is a life of ease. It is whatever I've given, I need to give back for yeah. the Lord. And that's Absolutely. true for all of us. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it's this idea that uh, singleness is a complex season of life. It has difficulties and hardships, loneliness, um, the desire for companionship, uh, and not to have that in the same way that our Mary brothers and sisters do, you know, and we're going to talk about it, but it's just that there's complexity in our journey that points people to the Lord in the same way that there's complexity in the Mary journey that points people to Christ. And so that brings us to number three, marriage is the only way to sanctification, <laughs> So Duh. God can, I mean, obviously, I don't know why we're here. Um, <laughs> God can form you as a single, but he's really going to form you in marriage. I hear i hear people talk about this idea. I don't know if I really hear people
3: say it, but I do hear people talk about it a lot of like, oh, I got married and it showed me how mm-hmm. selfish I was or how arrogant I was or how mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, listen, you know, you can change jobs and then find out how <laughs> arrogant you things. are or how selfish you are or whatever. And so like there's other things things in life that happen that God will use for your sanctification, it doesn't just have to be marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, Yes, marriage is a life-changing event. Mm. There are other life-changing events. And so, again, looking for those and then also talking about them mm-hmm. and talking about how God has worked through mm-hmm. those other events. Again, I think culturally, it's just easy to talk about marriage and relationships where it's not f- front of mind for other things. And so, We have a responsibility as people who are single. And then I also think married people have a responsibility to talk about how their sanctification has happened in ways that is that are not part of their marriage. Yeah,
2: Yeah. it's good. Yeah, I think um, there's an aspect of this one where maybe it's easiest for me to believe um, because I love my singleness, like because I love and have enjoyed using singleness even well, um, that I'm like, oh man, if I'm if I ever get married one day, like that's gonna be really sanctifying. <laughs> and it will. Like it absolutely <laughs> will. Like, um, but if God is a God of his promises, which he is, then yes. we will be sanctified no matter what mm-hmm. the circumstances are. Like I can I can rely on him to fulfill what he said. The good work he has begun in me, he will bring to completion. Mm that's it. Like whether I'm married or whether I'm single. Um, and I think what you're saying is so good, Brayden, of like um, the the avenues in which we see that sanctification, because like all of us are single. And I think we can all point to the ways, the vast ways God has sanctified us and God has grown us. And sanctification is is hard. It is, it is kind of an exhausting process, but it's so good. And we've all been recipients of it. So to kind of believe the lie that Um, marriage is the only way to sanctification is to negate all that God has already done in our lives and all that he has promised to do and all that he will do. And so it's like, yeah, take the time to see the way The job change. We we love our comfort. We love our control. (laughs) And so anything Mm -hmm. that imposes on that um, will be sanctifying. And so um, you could have roommates. You could have Mm -hmm. a job change. Whatever that Mm -hmm. is, and you're gonna you're gonna. We have a lot of sin, and it's gonna it's gonna be exposed, um, no matter what. Yeah, what season of life we're in.
0: You know, I think sometimes. We do singles a disservice by not raising the bar for them to be mm-hmm. holier.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, And so I think with this one, we're like, oh, you will get holy once you get married. So let's get you married. And then you're really going to become who you are in the Lord. And it is, you no, know, the hard questions of how are you stewarding your time? Are you living in relationship and community with other people? Because like y'all said, you should learn the difficult and sharp pieces of yourself if you just hang out with somebody else Yep, in a substantive way. Am I living in relationships where there's confession and repentance? Like people who know me and know me well enough that they can call me back into the light of who God is. Uh, It's like all these aspects of what it just means for me to be a disciple. And are we calling singles to be that? And so sometimes I think this gets um, like inferred or or not pointed to directly, but Mm -hmm. it is we don't require anything out of you. We're just trying to help you become married. And then... When I like peek my head in on my married folks and their classes or conversations, I'm like, y'all, were not saying any of that stuff (laughs) to us before we got married. there's like this secret room that, okay, now you're here. We're going to tell you all the things. And it just is like holiness and spiritual maturity and Mm. walking in the way of Jesus Mm. is what we're called to because we're followers, whether we're single or we're married. uh, And that I think we need to help singles say that's not something that you will do in the future. It's something you need to be doing now. Mm. Happiness. Because marriage makes you happier, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Now. I Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to define
1: happiness. Yeah. Come on, Chelsea. Well, I mean, the problem is it's like there is a joy found in walking with the Lord through whatever season you are. And a lot of times people are putting that out of order and they're thinking like, when I'm in this season, then it will be, you know, this is related to a lot of the things we've talked about. But it's like, when I'm in this season, then the Lord will be more joyful with me and it's like that's just not true and there's no verse that's like pointing to that Mm -hmm. it's just sort of um it's just our like humanness that i think is is causing that um and then it's like well if if we're talking about like um my desires aren't being fulfilled or like i'm really longing for marriage and it's not happening then there's just there's like a conversation i think about you know what does it mean to like lay down your burdens and to like follow jesus and to Mm -hmm. To consider that not everything you want is going to come true and that none of that is promised and, and yet he's still steadfast and faithful even in the midst of that.
2: Yeah, that's really good. And, and we were kind of talking about this, but just the aspect of like happiness, like, oh, I'll be more happy. Mm-hmm. And that's with a lot of topics. But a lot of times what we're really saying or even my own my own heart is saying when I think something else will bring me more happiness is really comfort. This will bring me more comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Marriage will bring me more comfort. And like, well, I bet a lot of married people would disagree <laughs> with yeah. that. Um, and and to think that there's something better on the other side yeah. um, is really setting – Setting that thing up if it happens. So marriage, mm-hmm. setting marriage up for to fail me, and it will. Like marriage is gonna fail me if I get married one day because it it's not a firm foundation to build my life on. Um, it is a gift that comes sometimes to some people from God, but ultimately, like God is the only firm foundation. God is the mm-hmm. rock that I can be comfortable in and and rest in and and joyful in. And if I try to put that on anything else, um, marriage included, then it it will sink out from beneath me. It will fail me. Um, And so, yeah, I just feel like it even, it sets up wrong expectations for marriage. um, And it sets up wrong expectations for singleness to say that I can't be joyous here. I can't, experience goodness here and I will experience it there. Um, and then if you get there and if you get married and you find out that that's not true, um, you're going to be struggling with the same things you were struggling to believe in singleness as you are mm-hmm. in marriage. It's the same lies you were believing in singleness, you'll believe in marriage. Um, if you're, you're not pursuing truth, if you're not pursuing mm-hmm. like what is promised and it's like more of God is promised yeah. on the other, on both sides um, if, if we're willing to Seek first him and his yes. kingdom. Yeah.
3: And like, what what is the desire or the longing of your heart in remaining single or mm-hmm. in getting married? And answering that question is, I think, going to tell you a lot about where your heart is. Um, and so like circling back to the verse you mentioned earlier, like, yeah, God is going to give the desires of your heart, especially when your desires are conformed to yeah, what exactly
2: to his, so good. Jesus
3: wants. And so it's like... Yes, like the desires are for first and foremost for you to know God right. and then like what what other things are you longing for, desiring in the marriage relationship or the mm-hmm. single staying single? Is it comfort? Mm-hmm. For yeah. a lot it either way, it could be a lot of comfort. Or is it you're a fear trying to satiate a fear of loneliness just or right. a need for community? And and all of those things are, are good mm-hmm. and God's going to provide. They may just not be
0: provided in exactly the way that you want them to yeah singleness to me and as i walk through my season um it's just been such a testament to what is really beautiful about life Mm. um Mm. because like you all have said there's always going to be something Mm -hmm. um something is going to be wrong something i'll have an expectation of how life is gonna turn out and it just doesn't happen that way and learning to not run from that, to push, but push through it. Mm. Um, learning to say, God, you're here. God, your goodness is still here. I'm going to remain. I'm going to trust in your promises. I'm going to wake up, not in a space of negativity, but to pursue joy. Um, and a lot of that comes through gratitude and our ability to be thankful for the blessings that we've been given from the Lord. And to do that, to build the habit of that and to see how that habit transforms me as a person
1: mm.
0: and to realize, oh, that if I get into another season, and I have, I've had seasons change, and it's like, I went from one job to another job, oh, it's still hard. <laughs> you know, I went from one, you know, f- season of friendship to another season of friendship, oh, mm-hmm. friendships are hard. Like, it just is that life is hard, mm-hmm. and that we realize singleness to me has the ability to build within you such a powerful resilience. Yes. Mm, yeah. And what makes me sad is when I don't see people fa- walk into that. Um, if they try to escape into Mm. another season. Mm -hmm. And I look at people who uh, have been single for much longer than me and have so much joy in life. Mm. And I'm like, they have made intentional decisions for the past 20, 30, 40 years to use what God has given them and to find joy in that and not trying to escape another place because we take that escapism with us. And we see people escape in marriage. So all sorts of different places that are toxic, Mm -hmm. but not just for you, but for the person that you um, are in a covenant relationship with. But- it's this idea that I firmly believe if you see them as like a jar, the uh, the capacity for joy and singleness and the capacity yeah. for joy in marriage are equal. Absolutely. They just come from different places. And yeah. I think that's the entirety of our lives in different seasons. All right. A lot of the the lies or unhelpful truths we've talked about have come from some from culture, but some from the church. But I want to talk about one that does come from the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are in a moment where our sexuality is being deemed as the most important part of ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. to fulfill your sexual desires uh, in a relationship with someone else is ultimately for you to be human. And so to not do that is utterly ridiculous Mm -hmm. um, and slightly oppressive we think about you're denying who you are. And from that perspective, uh, that I think we hear language from the culture pointed back towards those who just don't want to buy into this, Mm -hmm. uh, y'all work with young adults, share some wisdom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, I mean, there's an aspect of, of some of, some of what you've said of like Mm -hmm. a deny yourself. (laughs) It's, Mm -hmm. It's true, but the yourself being my flesh, like, right. Like it's like. Christ says that. He says, deny yourself and mm-hmm. take up your cross. And so there's going to be aspects of that um, where the world really believes that that there's nothing on the other side of self-control or denying yourself mm-hmm. of sacrifice, um, but where the gospel would say the complete opposite. There's more joy to be had when you de- deny your flesh and mm-hmm. when you seek God. and And that's what we really believe. It's like, it's not my my sexuality is not my identity. That's Mm -hmm. just not what I believe. And and maybe it is what the world believes. Um, and we can see in the world how often that fails, like, right. We can Mm -hmm. see how often someone pursues that. And it's like, Oh, I didn't, didn't work here with this person. And like, maybe I'll go like here in this way, or like just all of the, the plethora of ways the world seeks fulfillment or seeks to have their identity found in something like sexuality. Mm. Um, but when we, my identity is in Christ. And so if I deny myself of these things, he has better for me. Mm. And for the world to see where I have had self-control and that's a fruit of the spirit. So like we we are going to trust the Lord to give us that and give us the ability to do that more so as we grow and mature. Um, but also like for the world to see hey, I am denying myself in this way and I have found joy in Mm -hmm. it and I have found goodness on the other side of it. And I am lacking nothing when I deny myself of this. Um, In fact, I feel like I have everything to gain when I deny myself of this. And just the, there's so much beauty to be had in God's plan for, for these things and his design for these things. And yeah, I think there's I see that, you know, on the college campus a lot of just the culture of like, oh no, like this is like who I am and this is like what this is and that doesn't make sense and and there's a reality of you're not going to be able to see that if you don't know the Lord, <laughs> like you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to see, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Um, you're not going to be able to understand what this means and how this looks. But as believers, mm-hmm. we do, like we do see that. And maybe it's hard sometimes to see that or understand that or experience it. But if God has said it to be true, then we know that it is truth and we know that he's not lying to us. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there's like, there's an aspect of, yeah, it is denying yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just denying your flesh, um, trusting that on the mm-hmm. other side is something better.
3: Right. And whether you're called to singleness, called to marriage, mm-hmm. whichever one you're in, like there is a yeah. sacrifice mm-hmm. and a putting to death the flesh yep. aspect of it. Because again, I'm sure that it'll be talked about later, but, you know, a monogamous relationship is also very mm-hmm. different from what our culture would mm-hmm. say is quote normal um and so like yeah and we are we are coming from this coming at this from a christian perspective because we think jesus is actually worth following and pretty awesome and so you know like he never married from mm-hmm. any you know we, he never married and so like to be fully human is to be like jesus because mm-hmm. he was fully yeah. human and so therefore as a single person, mm-hmm. I can be fully human having not being sexually active. Yeah, uh, The self-control thing is funny to
1: me because it's like, if you look at culture, there's so many ways that they um, are like, yeah, self-control is great. Like, obviously you're not going to eat 40 pizzas in a night. Like that's going to make you sick. But then for whatever reason, sex has become the thing that's the exception. And it is like, it is, it is a big thing, and, and this is coming from a Western culture perspective. Um, this is not the same all the way around the world, but, mm. um, but for us at least, it is definitely what the culture is like shouting from the rooftops. And it is a weird, um, there is a disconnect mm. in the way they, they look at it and just a lack of logic to me, um, even in, in the way we talk about self-control, like I said. And it's like, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in like 10, 20 years <laughs> <laughs> with like so much freedom if we start to kind of backtrack a little
3: bit. Another another part that you said was unrealistic, and mm-hmm. working with at uh, Servant Student Ministry here, and uh, you know Jenna, you work with college students, and just being around young adults, like it it is sometimes actually not sometimes it is very difficult to to have the expectation for those who are going to get married. Mm-hmm. Self control doesn't go away in marriage, and so it's like there is there is a if if you are a young adult or a high school student mm-hmm. or or whatever who is not married, mm-hmm. the self-control that you learn and build mm-hmm. over time as a single person, whether you are single or married, is going to translate into whatever the next season of life it holds. Matters. It yeah. does matter. And and we can also acknowledge that it's very difficult. Um, you know, we do live in a place where there is a lot of sexual imagery Mm -hmm. and sexual storylines in unexpected places um, that that we then have to go to people in our lives and talk to them about and talk about how they've affected Mm -hmm. us and how we're going to to take those things and those encounters to the cross as well and so there there's not this like oh singleness has this special level of Mm self-control like there's a huge portion of life because what the average age of getting married is 30 ish now so there's a huge section of your life where even if you are going to get married Mm -hmm. on average that that you're going to be living as a single person Mm -hmm. who is called to sexual faithfulness as a christian and and so that's the expectation we can talk about how challenging it is
1: Yeah. yeah i think there's also um a big aspect of like uh, God's design, you were you were pointing that out, where it's like, and we'll probably get there, but like God's design for sex is in marriage, mm-hmm. and it's just it's one of those things. Um, if I can point back to the episodes that we've posted, um, there's one with Sam Alberry and there's one with Timothy Atik, and both of them start from that framework, and I think that's like a big thing, um, whether you're single or married, that framework and understanding it and knowing like what God means for sex and marriage and like what his purpose is and how it points to something else. It's just, it's just like where you need to start. Um, And then Timothy also gave some really great um, just practical advice about finding accountability and like having, having community. And we've talked Mm -hmm. about this. It's like, I think family of God is important. Um, I think community is important, married or not, but there is a particular way that it is maybe a little extra important for a single person um, to not isolate, you know, to not like, be alone in their, their desires or their, you know, possible sin or, or, or temptations even, um, to have people around them that are helpful.
3: Well, and we have such a a great example in Jesus of this, of like, he was, you know, especially when he was in his public ministry, like he was not alone Mm -hmm. in any of this. He pulled people in to be in community around him who were married, who were single, who, you know, had all of these things going on. And so if, if, sex and sexuality is not the most important thing about you Then what is. And Mm -hmm. so as a follower of Jesus, again, Jenna, you said it earlier, but like the most important thing about me is being in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus has given us the Mm -hmm. church to be our family. I mean, Mm -hmm. and so I, as a a single person, I get to see and live the promise that Jesus made over and over again about, hey, if you've left family for me, then like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a hundredfold. And so, like, I don't have kids, but I do have kids. Right. I don't have uh, a plethora of siblings, but <laughs> yeah. I do have <laughs> yeah. many siblings in Christ. And it's uh it's like, God has provided and is faithful to mm-hmm. give family where there is none. Yeah. Um.
0: And like, I have a great family and all of that yeah. too. So, I yeah. just want that to it's be a known. great inheritance. I think a lot about the. A big part of the conversation about uh, being able to fulfill our sexual desires is also this really deeply rooted space of I want to belong and be loved by someone. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Brayden, you hit the nail on the head in terms of the family of God Mm -hmm. and that the church should be that for everyone, Mm -hmm. but especially singles. Yes. um, Because we should be able to be in a place where we're known and we belong. And we even to have like healthy physical touch. Yes. You know, that that's we're an embodied people. And some days sis just needs a good hug. Yeah. Uh, and that I can be in a community of people uh, that we don't walk alone. Yep. And um, I want to use that to launch us into this last section of our conversation, because we know everyone who's listening to us may not be really happy about their singleness. Mm-mm. And uh, would you guys have any words of encouragement or hope for them if someone's like, hey, y'all have talked about some really nice stuff, but I'm just sad and I really wish I had somebody. I've been waiting for a long time and God hasn't answered my prayers. What wisdom would you guys have to offer them?
2: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's definitely, it can seem like with everything we've talked about, it's like, oh, just Get over it. And it's, Mm -hmm. and that's not, and that's not what we feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's certainly not what God feels. And so I think that of like, we are able to take our desires before the Lord and trust him with a yes or no. Um, but he wants us to take them to him. So it's not like we have to get over it and stop taking these desires to him, stop praying for these things. Um, it's like we get to be, sit before a good father who doesn't deny us a good thing mm-hmm. and has perfect timing mm. and continue to ask him for what we want. Um, and and then we trust him, whether it's a yes or whether it's a no. And so I think even with the thought that marriage is a good desire, it's not, it's not a wrong thing to desire, but it should not be the ultimate thing. Mm. Um, and so I think even reflecting on that of as we take that to the Lord, as we take it to others, mm-hmm. um, and able are able to mourn and grieve the things that we want and don't have, mm. um, ultimately, yeah, we do reflect on our time with the Lord. Is like, is this the only thing I'm taking to Him? Is this the main thing mm. my conversations with God look like? Um, because if it is, I'm I'm also just missing the intimate relationship with my Father that's before me, mm. um, a Father who knows me fully and all of the good and all of the bad, um, and loves me perfectly. And maybe I'm seeking that perfect love from someone else when it's right before me. It's yes. already been offered. Um, and so to, yeah, the encouragement of, yes, continue to take those desires to the Lord, continue um, to plead with Him, but to also look up and see Him mm-hmm. um, as a perfect father and a perfect um, someone who loves perfectly and then see that first and then also to be able to look up outside of ourselves and see the people he's put before us and see those needs and see that purpose for my singleness to steward it well so that I can in the midst of my longing continue to bring glory to God who who meets me, who mm. sees me, who loves me um, in all of the ways that I could ever fully desire. He's already met those things. But yeah, just to continue to, to seek him and trust him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and amen. And also that God is the most patient. Mm. Yes. Like of all the things that I feel like I hear a lot of people and they're like, you know, oh, I just feel I feel like I'm disappointing people, you know, at my job or I feel like um, this isn't happening for me and I'm just getting like worn down. The only one that's never tired of your mm. feelings yeah. is God. Absolutely. Like he's like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I know. I already know this. I just want you to tell me. Mm. And um, and I think that the reminder I would give is just like, hey, when you're feeling like it's just the same thing over and over and you're you've lost all patience, that God has the most patience and he has the most, like, he can see where this is going. And he has the, like, the presence of mind to be like, hey, here's what you do have. And yeah. so it's just like asking him. And then another the thing I would say, kind of circling back on what I said earlier, don't isolate. Yes. Um. When you feel, you know, when you have that hard day, get your, get your two, three people who you're like, today's a hard day. Yeah this is what I'm feeling. And then have those people help encourage you.
3: Yeah. If I was, I, I guess I kind of have three groups that I want to talk to So like one, if, if you are single and either don't desire to get married or there's a variety of circumstances in your life that may not lead to marriage in your life, um, God is faithful mm-hmm. and put your hope in God um, because he will provide uh, community Whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. um, and and even in that, I want to also acknowledge that that the church at large, our church, has not always been great yeah. at mm-hmm. having community for single people, for acknowledging single people. Um, I think we're getting better at it, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that we still need to work on. And mm-hmm. so reflect the patience um, that God has um, with you and with mm-hmm. everyone toward your church, wherever that may be, um, and just continue to to press into community, press into caring for other single people that you see around you. Mm-hmm. Um, for For someone who is single and desires to get married, like that's a good desire. Keep praying for it. And then also put your hope in Jesus. Yeah. And like, if, if he does not lead you to get married, then like he's faithful. Um, and just continue, continue to know and believe that and have people who can point that out to you when, uh, when you need it. Mm. Um, and then for, for kind of married and single people is like, it's okay to have, like, friendships with married people and single people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some of, some of my closest friends uh-huh. are are married, and they have done an amazing job yeah. at inviting me in yep. to their homes, to their lives. I'm like, I have no idea what to do with a small human that they have running around their house. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's like, it doesn't bother me. And so if you're single, communicate to people, hey, like, hey, it, your, your kids don't bother me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like freaked out by them i might be worried that i'm gonna break them by accident but like don't yeah anyway uh but like the the other side of that is true too like people who are single invite married families married people couples into your life yeah um and like sometimes that's hard because you have roommates and sometimes that's hard because you don't feel like you have a place to host or whatever is like well jesus didn't have a house and he was still real (laughs) hospitable Mm -hmm. and so you can do this you have to be creative but you you can and so figure out how to you don't if you're single you don't just have to be in relationship with other single people Mm -hmm. you have relationships with married people too yeah
0: that's so good our life as single people is full and it's vibrant because it's a life with the Lord. Yes. And throughout our conversation, you know, you've heard us come back to the truth of who scripture says we are because we're in Christ not because we're single, not because we're married, but because we belong to the Lord Mm -hmm. and that our value comes from him, that we have been given seasons to steward for his glory, that we're called to live in community and this rich community allows our needs to be met in a holistic way. There is so much beauty in the season. And so if you are waiting, wait with hope, but know that if God doesn't show up on your timetable, you will be okay. You will be more than okay. Why? Because you still have the life that comes from being with the Lord. Uh, The wisdom that we have, what it means for us to walk in singleness really is what does it mean for us to walk as the people of God, to be faithful to God, no matter the season, knowing that what he has given us is good because he himself is good. Thank you for listening to Culture Matters. This episode is produced by Chelsea Conway with editing and support from The Good Podcast Company. If you're a regular follower of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can message us on social. Check the show notes for more information on how best to connect with us. See y'all next time.